What's up, guys? We're back. It's been a while. It's been some time. Look at this. Look at this. He came prepared, and 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 for me, all I got is my my summit shirt, guys. So I'm yeah, representing self promoting. Why am I not surprised? Whereas you know, Glenn sends me Taco Bell shirts and wants me to promote them, but yeah, <laughs> our unofficial sponsor, dude. So welcome back, guys. Taco Tuesday. Let's talk about insurance. Um, the last episodes, I think you guys might have seen. If I'm not, if I'm, unless I'm remembering incorrectly, were the in person ones. Yes. Summit. Yes, I believe so. So it's been a little while um, since we brought you guys some fresh live episodes. Um, if this is your first time tuning in, my name is Christian Brindle. He's Glenn Shelton, and um, yeah, I mean we have we have some we have some stuff to talk about, my friends. We do. We do. First things first. Um, how is Glenjamin Shelton today? You know what's funny is. Um... <clears throat> We had stopped recording, but I remember at the time thinking this would be a great thing to mention on Taco Tuesday when I almost died in a riptide. Do you remember what? when I do you remember when I posted about that? Kind of, but now my memory's going blank. Right, I know. Well, I think this is this is worthy of sharing for a minute. Okay, go. This will suck. This will suck in our audience, right? They're gonna be interested. So <laughs> this was a couple months ago now, but uh, it was a Sunday afternoon. I'm at the beach, right? Um, for those of you who are like Christian and, and don't know, Oregon touches the Pacific Ocean. <laughs> and I happen to be very close to the Pacific Ocean in Oregon. So how did you get there? Did you go to California? <laughs> We're going to we'll pull up a map at a later episode. But um, so I'm at the beach and I've never really been in a riptide before or a rip current, right? And essentially, if you don't know what that is, it's basically where the ocean, instead of like the tide coming in and like waves coming in, it's basically going the opposite direction. It's just sucking things out. And depending on, it's kind of like an earthquake where sometimes it's really minor. Um, you might not notice them or feel them that much. And then there's really crazy ones where you could get sucked out in minutes. You could be like miles out to sea. So um, I'm out there with my niece and my nephew, and we've been swimming for like 20 or 30 minutes. So we're pretty tired too at this point. Uh, but we decided we're like, okay, let's, let's swim back in. And like, right as I, and I was like at my waist, so like, it wasn't like I could stand, but I could feel, I'm like, whoa, I'm like, it seems like the water's starting to try to suck me out. And I turned my niece, she's like 11 years old. All of a sudden she's swimming as hard as she can and she's not moving at all. And I'm like, okay. And then like, it was one of those things where like in the moment, like if you're getting in a car, car crash, it's like, you kind of know what's about to happen right as it's happening. Right. It's like, oh yeah. man, that car just ran a red light boom well all of a sudden my nap i told my nephew i'm like hey can you grab your sister because he's in between me and her he tries to grab her and then they both start to get sucked out and then i'm like okay do i try to like coach them from a distance like swim swim to me and i was like i'm gonna just jump in this with them because i figured it's just a current you know we can kind of swim out of it so you know the and again, this is kind of a PSA at the start of our Taco Tuesday episode today is if you're in a riptide, swim, swim horizontally to the shore. 
So swim, don't swim towards the shore, swim parallel to the shore and you will swim out of the riptide. Interesting. So, so I guess, I mean, you know, those beaches up in Oregon, the beaches, you you got to stay away from those. (laughs) But there is this moment, you know, where even though I was confident we were going to get out, there's a moment where I'm, I'm looking at the shore and I'm like, you know, I don't know if we're going to get back to shore. You know, he kind of, kind of puts that whole perspective, like, you know, thinking about leaving your family behind, right? I mean, your life insurance, legacy, I mean, all of it, right? You're like, I don't know. It's, it's a weird, it's a weird feeling sensation. Have you ever had like a close, what's your, what's the closest call you've had where you're like, whoa, I could have just died. Closest call Christian Brindle has, has had. Ah, it hasn't been a lot. Christian Brindle's pretty safe. Christian, so. <laughs> Christian Brindle, guys. Uh, but but uh, stay safe top, with Christian Brindle. Probably the closest thing was when I was nineteen. I was um, I was driving in a parking lot, and I was looking at my phone and texting and driving. And Classic. I Classic. go. I, there's this big curve i go right over it and my my airbags pop out my windows like just absolutely just wrecked my windshield um my oil tank breaks off underneath this is an embarrassing story guys um and all the oil pours out all over the park this was a curve it's a big curve man it was a mean looking curve and (laughs) and so you like pulled your car on a a concussion i got a concussion I was texting and trying. I was like, you know, this is what it says to me. Oh my god, this is me. And we might have to cut this out. I'm embarrassed for you. <laughs> and um, yeah, that's that's the thing that comes to mind. Closest to death. Like, I mean, no, not that I was close to death. I wasn't close to death, but you never I, know. I don't know if I've ever close to death. <laughs> that's curves. You gotta those be curves. careful with those curves. You never know. <laughs> so, moral of the story is. Don't start driving till you're 21 because clearly you're stupid before until then. Well, I think uh, if you look at the actuary <laughs> rates for car insurance, I think that's pretty much a proven point, right? Yes. Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm no PNC expert. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Where are you? Or, or am I yet? Um, Christian Brindle. PNC. Um, Extraordinaire. But but <laughs> I mean I don't know if I ever had a close to death encounter. That's the only thing that comes to mind. That's the cl- man, I feel like I need to give you one now. Like I need to come out there. We got to do something crazy, something like, cr- like jump out of a helicopter and my yeah. my parachute doesn't open or something. Yeah, exactly. Well, <laughs> I'll cut your primary chute, so you've got to figure out your secondary chute <laughs> mid fall. Something something for the kid, dude, to tell Violet one day. Talk, talk about being resourceful. Right. The insurance business is all about being resourceful and figuring things out. I mean, this right. is, I mean, this is this is it, guys. You know, you're either going to be resourceful or you're going to splat on the ground. Couldn't be or get sucked out to sea and get eaten by a shark. That too. Know? That too. Yeah. Yeah. I don't I don't have any super epic stories where like, you know, I punched a bear in the face and ran away and everything like that. You know, I don't know. I don't got any of those. I don't think there's a but... lot of bear punching stories. I don't I don't think a lot of people <laughs> get to do that. It's funny because like I am so like against anything that like is dangerous. My wife wants to go camping in the mountains 
And I'm constantly like, no, there's bears up there. <laughs> she's like, bears? And she's like, she's like, yeah, there's, she's like, there's bears, but there's like areas where there's not a lot of bears. I'm like, until there's a bear. And I'm like, until, yeah, until there's a bear. She's like, just like, you're she's like, you're ridiculous. She's like, you're unbelievable. She's like, you won't take us camping because you're afraid you are. Of- you are like the ideal insurance agent. Like you're, <laughs> you're so risk adverse to like yeah. all situations. You're, you were built for insurance. <laughs> That's I'm, what calculating, I'm, I'm calculating in my mind, the chances of a bear attack go down to zero. The yeah. risk goes to zero. If you go nowhere near a bear. <laughs> stormy, stormy. There's a way we can avoid bear attacks. You want to know how <laughs> we don't leave this house. That's exactly literally something will that not I said. Leave the- yeah. <laughs> I said almost verbatim oh that I was God. like, I was like, I was like, if we don't go in the, we don't go camping up in the mountains, we have no chance of getting hit attacked by a bear. Cause she was like, the, she's like, the chances of that are so slim. I'm like, but there's zero. If we don't go, <laughs> there's a way I can eliminate it entirely. Well, guys, um, if you've stuck around this long, <laughs> congratulations. Uh, you you deserve a badge, um, badge of honor. A badge of honor. That's right. Uh, today, though, we do have. Oh, and Christian, Christian has a special <laughs> energy drink, guys. Burf. Yes. So, um, for those of you who have been longtime listeners, I've talked about how I've been in a couple different MLMs in my life. This was the first one I was ever a part of. No, I'm not back in, but I wanted a tasty beverage. So we ordered some. Christian's preparing for <laughs> additional compliance from CMS to the point where he's a full-time MLMer <laughs> once he has to abandon his agency entirely. So guys, sign up for Verve today. Use the code. <laughs> Christian one two three. <laughs> I think I think that transitions well when it comes to when it comes to you know being prepared for going out of business. Let's talk about chargebacks. Yes, this transitions the, very very well. Yes, yes, <laughs> that is the topic we want, and I think we have talked about it before um, on the show. Obviously, I know for a fact it's come up before. I don't think we've ever spent um, an episode really primarily talking about chargebacks. So. Mm-hmm. My first, the first question I have for you is, what was your experience with your first chargeback? And it's so different for me because I'm coming from the life insurance side of the business. So, um, Medicare is typically a different animal. But I want to hear your experience first, and then I'll kind of talk about how it went for me. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I with with the the first experience with the chargeback that I ever had, I had five clients on the books as a Medicare agent. Um, I was very new. I was very raw at that point in time. My dad was going with me on my first couple of appointments and helping me make the sales. So that's kind of how I was learning right off the bat. You know, I would make, I was cold calling. So I was cold calling people. If anybody knows my story, you know, that's been a, that was a big part of my early years. So I was cold calling people that were turning 65. So I was cold calling, making appointments. And then he was going with me on those appointments for the first few or first probably 10 or so. Um, and he was trying to make the sale. So there was this, this couple that we were working with and they had a, I'll never forget it. They had a Chevron retirement plan. I don't even know if this is a thing anymore or if it still works this way, but for a couple of years, this was a thing. Like the gas station? Yeah. Chevron. Okay. Like, I don't think they actually worked in the gas station. I think they were like corporate of some kind. Right. Um, but they was Chevron. 
like the company okay. Chevron. And um, their plan at that time was something that could not be used with a Medicare Advantage plan or anything like that. So they're turning 65. We enrolled them into this plan, but they were thinking that they just wouldn't renew their Chevron plan. Well, okay. the Chevron plan kept re-enrolling them and kicking our plan out again and again and again and again and again really fast do you just get triggered every time you see a chevron gas station because <laughs> yeah. of it you're like yeah. you're like ah! <laughs> i mean i mean i have some stock in it now so it's softened a little bit but okay okay <laughs> no but um i remember the way we found out that it happened in the first place was i got a full chargeback you know right. and um in the medicare world that um if with medicare advantage if if someone cancels in the first 90 days you get rapid disenrollment and, um, and so with that rapid disenrollment, they take every single piece of your commission back every penny, if it's in the first ni uh, 90 days, and this was, so they took all my commission back. And I remember just being panicked because I didn't have any renewals coming in or anything right, like right. that. And I was just like, you know, um, I did a really long interview with, <laughs> I did a really Spooky. long, I did a really long interview with, um with Ron Ray the other day. And, and one yeah. thing we were talking about, it was like a two hour interview and it was, man, it was, it was, we talked, we went into everything. Yeah. But um, one thing I talked about when I, I brought up this situation specifically um, and, you know, one thing I talked about was a lot of people had this impression that I was getting a salary from my dad. I was getting this, I was getting that. No, no. So if I had to charge back, like I gotta, I gotta take care of it. You know what I mean? Um, right. And so we got with them. We found out what was going on. They hadn't re-enrolled into another plan or anything like that. So we just, we didn't know how to deal with it. So we kept putting the app in. Well, we did this multiple times. Our plans kept getting kicked out. What ended up needing to happen was they needed to contact Chevron and pull the plug on it themselves. That was the only way to get the app to go through. But that was my first chargeback. And um, it was an absolute shit show and it's stressful and um, definitely toughens you up. Yeah. So, um, you know, it's fine. So the way on the life insurance side, again, if you're a newer agent or maybe you're listening to this or watching this and you haven't even started selling insurance yet, 92% nation strong out there, guys. Um, <laughs> on the, on the life insurance side, um, you, so that first you get, typically you get advanced nine months of, uh, premium commission, right? So, Basically, every month that they pay for the first, so you get advanced the first nine months, but if they, let's say they pay for three months and then cancel the policy, well, then there's six months of commission that they advance to you that they're going to be taking out of future commissions, right? And if you don't have future commissions that they can take it out of, they're going to basically send you a letter saying, hey, you owe us this money. And if you don't pay it, it's going to collections, right? Just like any other debt, because you did essentially get advanced that that money. So um, coming into the life insurance business, I really don't think, like, I think I may have asked a question like to the agency owner. And I think I think I was like, hey, what happens if they cancel their fault? But there was never a discussion about like, hey, this is going to happen a certain amount of time. <laughs> like yeah. you need to be ready to have 10 to 20% or 30%, right? Everyone does things a little bit differently, but you know, what I wish the agency owner had said 
or someone from the IMO had said to me when I was a new agent is, you know, be prepared for these chargebacks to happen. Even if you do everything right, you're still going to get cancellations. So I wasn't prepared at all. And I'm, and, and for me, the way I found out about my first chargeback, I'm trying to remember the specific story. Like, like you, like, I can't remember what client it was. I, I think I know who it was as we're talking about it, but um, for me, the way I found out is, you know, I pumped through like five apps. So I got like five apps into the carrier approved, you know, I'm feeling good. I'm waiting for my next check to come and then it doesn't come or it came and it was significantly smaller than what I thought it was. And I remember being like, mm -hmm. what the heck? And I logged into my agent portal and I'm like, what's going on here? And I maybe even ended up calling the carrier like, Hey, what happened to my commissions, blah, blah. And they're like, oh, well, so-and-so canceled their policy. And I was just like devastated, like morally devastated. I was just, it's so tough. It's, it's hard enough to go out and generate these sales in a right application. So to feel like you're now starting a step back when you take that chargeback, that cancellation, it can be really tough. Um, and it never was really explained to me that this would happen on a, a reoccurring basis, you know? Right. Absolutely. And I think, I think that's a great point that agents don't have that explained to them enough. Um, I think on yeah. the, the final expense side, what do you think would be a good ratio to expect chargebacks? Like if it's a, a reasonable expectation, I, I, in my, and this is not my world, but my, my right. guess off the top of my head would be like 20% persistency. Like, what would you say though? Yeah, so or not not twenty percent, eighty percent persistency, right? And maybe twenty percent chargebacks. Yeah, I I can't, I knew what I knew what you were insinuating, but yeah, that twenty <laughs> percent persistency. One out of five will stay on the books. Be prepared to lose eighty percent of your clients. So the like the recruiters of the final expense world, they'll come to you and they'll be like, "We have a ninety-two percent persistency," but that's in in my opinion complete bullshit. Mm -hmm. um, nobody, I don't think anybody keeps 90% of their final expense clients. Um, I think, I think if you're crushing it, you're probably only losing like 15%. Um, I think the average agent is probably losing at least one out of five apps that they write. Um, if you are like a, a fly by night, you know, independent agent, you're, you're doing these appointments, you have no follow-up, you have no retention plan. Um, you'll probably lose 30 or 40%. If you're selling over the phone and you're reckless, you could lose easily half of the business that you write. I personally know call centers who um, they kind of had to have a come to Jesus moment where they wrote all this business and then they lost almost half of it because they had no retention and they just, you know, how can you operate? If, if every dollar you sell is something that you have to pay back in six months or less, how can you possibly operate as a business? Yep. It's impossible. Yep. hundred percent. I mean, I've always said with Medicare, Medicare, of course, you know, I, I think Medicare for an independent agent probably will have a little bit of a higher persistency rate. Like I've always said, if you're great, you might have a 95% persistency rate. If you're very good, maybe 90 persistency rate. I think the average Medicare agent these days would probably have an 85% persistency rate or something like that. Um, do you feel like it's gone down? Do you feel like Medicare 
Medicare's persistency has increased or gone increased. Yeah, the loss has increased, right? right? So you feel like the average Medicare agent is keeping less of their business. I would say yes, because there's just such an absolute influx in large corporations that are competing for the business with the independent right. agent, right? There's the call centers out there. There's just a lot of different, um, you know, there's just a lot of different organizations that are trying to get your business. Like agents, I just saw someone in the Facebook group the other day, they comment, they're like, Walmart has their own agents I'm like, this has been, we knew about this years ago. We knew, we knew about this two or three years ago, guys. Yeah, like long time coming. Like, like, but people, people never actually pay attention to things until it's right in front of them. You know, like their yeah. clients are now starting to get letters from Walmart saying, let one of our agents write you. Like, so I, I think there's a lot more of that. And that's causing um, the, the chargeback rate for the average agent to go, to go probably up. Um now, does it have to? I think you. I think if you do a good job for your clients, you can still be between ninety to ninety-five percent. I do believe that, um, because I think most people that are under ninety percent, they're just not. Um, they're not in a place where they're servicing the client. Like you said, they're a fly-by-night agent. You know, for lack right. of a better word. Right. Hit and um, run. Yeah, hundred yeah. um, percent. And so I, I think that's kind of the way the way you know to look at it. But yeah, I mean. You know, there was, um, there's people I've talked to that they're like, they'll say things like, I've never gotten a chargeback ever. And there's only one of two possibilities with that. Number one, you have not written hardly any business. Yeah. You haven't sold anything. <laughs> yeah. num number two, you're a, you're a stone cold liar, you know, one of yeah. the two. Yeah. Um, and if you're in this business long enough, chargebacks will come, they will happen. They are part of the business, 100%. Um, no matter what you're selling, unfortunately, but what, you do what a good job you, and keep most of them. What would be your advice to a newer agent or maybe even a more established agent who's trying to increase their persistency and limit chargebacks? Well, what would you say to them? So one thing that we do internally that we preach to our agents is um, when they get a new client, I tell them after two weeks after they after the application date to call that client and make sure they got their cards. Um, check in, make sure they got their cards. Um, that's a good one because so often the per person doesn't get their cards, you know, <laughs> or and, they threw it away. Junk mail. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 a, yeah. it's it's a lot of times that, um, or maybe yeah. or for whatever reason, you know. Um, so I think that's just reassurance. You know, maybe two or three weeks have passed since you did the application, whatever it ends up being, um, and you are in a place that. Um, you know, you are following up with your client and, you know, they, they, they just have that reassurance that you're there for them, that you're out there, that you're watching right. out for them. I think that's big. Um, one thing we do with our clients and it's a big job and it's not easy, but we call all of the Medicare Advantage clients during AEP. Um, I mean, that's more of just a retention thing in general, but um, that's big. I think you do, if you, you make it a point to do that, get it done in the first week of October, if you can. If you have a lot of clients, maybe two weeks yep. um, and make sure to do that. Like some people don't want to do that. I get it. People are like, oh, I'm going to automate it all. You can't automate that all. I just don't know a way to do it. You can, you can delegate it, you know, by hiring people and things like that, you know, internally, but um, you can maybe automate some of it. You can send email blasts out and maybe, you know, 
10% of them, you know, that, that, that will satisfy them or something like that. But um, I think it's just that it's, it's the doing the work of that customer care. Um, And it's just the regular stuff that everybody hears about, you know, it's, um, it's sending birthday cards, it's sending thank you cards, it's um, sending Christmas cards, it's um, having that communication, I think is big. Yeah, I don't think it's, I don't think it's rocket science. I don't what what people with high persistency, what they're doing, It, it really is extra work. And you're either, you know, automating it, delegating it, it's very hard to do it all yourself, right? Right. Trying, trying to stay in front of your clients. But I think it really can be that easy though. You know, Mm -hmm. it it can be a card every couple months. It can be a phone call. Like there's no necessarily wrong or right way of doing it. One thing I I was thinking of though, that I wanted to mention. So Jeff Root, um, for those of you who might not know who he is, he is the owner of Digital BGA. Um, and they specialize in selling final expense over the phone. He's been doing it for quite some time. He's been selling life insurance over the phone for like almost two decades, wrote a book about it. Highly recommend any of his content, you guys. But, um, I believe he was telling me that their persistency is at like 86%, which if you're selling final expense over the phone, I think that's an incredible step. And it's, and I remember asking him like, you know, well, what is it that you guys are doing? Like, how, how did you get your persistency so high? And I think, I think the simple, I I think they have a team of people that are just dedicated to watching the policies essentially. And the second anything comes up with a issue with a policy that could result in a chargeback, they're jumping on it right away. And I can tell you guys from firsthand experience, sometimes it's as simple as, oh, I changed my account. You know, like they had an automatic draft for the premium and they got a different bank account. And it's been three or four months and the last, they weren't even thinking about the premium. Oh, thank you for calling. Let me give you my new payment information. And you can save a policy that easy. And I've experienced that firsthand. Now there's other times where it's like, well, I talked to another agent and they told me that the policy you sold me sucked. So I canceled it and and blah, blah, blah. So there's policies you can't save or policies that you can't save that easily. But um, I think there's a mindset with a lot of agents where they're scared once the once the policy's in the process of being canceled or once it has been canceled, they're, they're scared to reach out to that person. But I highly encourage you guys reach out to your clients. Um, yeah. If you have a charge, see, see what it is, see what's going on, you know, learn from your mistakes, try to save the policy. Um, maybe you have an assistant who does that for you, but just don't just let it be and be like, oh, well, I lost 30% of my business. Oh, well, <laughs> whatever, you know, like, yeah, I think that's, that's an insane way to look at it. Yeah. hundred percent. Um, we're at about 26 minutes on this episode. Ooh. Um, Fast. I think, I think we could go for another 45 minutes on it, I'm sure. But, um, I, I want to respect your time. So I, I want to, thank I you wanna... for respecting me. You're I really welcome. Appreciate that. I'm, I, I mean, someone has to, right? Someone, yeah. My family doesn't. So someone, <laughs> <laughs> my family doesn't either. It's yeah. Okay. So it's but, nice to be respected by somebody. So <laughs> for, for the last 30 days in a row, my daughter wakes up at five to six, somewhere in there, like clockwork. She stands at her gate and her door and shakes it and screams. And 
what she wants is to get into bed with us. All right. And I cave every single day. Yeah. Um, I go, I go open the gate, let her in. She comes and cuddles up next to me. And it's just like, it's using and abusing. I'm like, sleep in your bed. But that's, that's never good enough. It's never enough. Never okay, enough. Final, final thoughts on, um, I want to ask you one more question about chargeback. So did yes. you ever, or have you ever set up money to the side for chargebacks? No, um, but I did set up money to the side for taxes um, early on. Uh, now I don't quite do that. I mean, maybe, maybe a little bit, but not, not as, not as much these days, but early on, I was just paranoid about taxes. So I always put, you know, some money aside for taxes. And if I had a chargeback, I would try to go out and write business to take care of it. Um, that was always my intention. And if I couldn't, then I would get dip into the tax money and replenish it later when I could. I think that's a good strategy. I know people who will separate like, Hey, I'm going to take a quarter of all the money that comes in, set it to the side and for taxes, chargebacks, whatever. I, I think that's a good way to do it. I, um, I just kind of got to the point as an agent where I just kind of anticipated it. Like if I wrote yeah. 10 apps, I knew I wasn't going to hold all of them. Like there was right. no way, you know, I just knew that there was going to be a few that changed their mind or fell off or whatever. So I think regardless of how you do it, you just have to really anticipate it, that it's going to happen. So final thoughts, Mr. Brindle on today's Taco Tuesday, let's talk about insurance. Yeah, I think um, I would say, understand your commissions, guys, how you're paid. Like, like with Medicare, for example, you know, you write Medicare Advantage, you're going to be paid out multiple different times. Like, with almost every single carrier, you're not just going to get like you write a new to Medicare Advantage plan, right? And in, in 20, 2022, at the time of talking about this, it's a $573 street level comp. You're not going to get that all at once. You're going to get like 80 bucks and then you might get the rest of it later. I've even had situations where I've had three different payments on one policy. Um, so understand how that works. So that way you don't bother your upline and be like, where's my commission? I got, I got 75 bucks on this true up or whatever you know, um, and, 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 and make sure that you expect chargebacks, understand that they're part of the business. You're not special. Everybody thinks that they're God's gift to insurance and to their clients be like, my clients never do would do this to me because I do a good job for them. Like right. get, get the fuck over yourself. You know, like you're going to have chargebacks. <laughs> it's going to happen. You could be Jesus of insurance and you're going to get chargebacks. Um, yeah. so understand that hundred percent. I do think that there was, um, at least at one point in my career, it felt like there was a, what's the right word here? Um, there was a generalization that I think you just touched on that only scammy agents get chargebacks, right? Yes. Um, that was definitely a generalization when I came into the industry. I was like, as long as you're doing everything right, you don't have to worry about chargebacks. So it's like, I, and, and obviously now that I've been through it, it's like that you could do everything perfect and you will still get chargebacks. So totally. um, I think that's a very important point to make. The other thing I really wanted to touch on before we wrap up is if you're recruiting agents, you are an upline. When you sign on, I know everyone's like, ooh, overrides, let's go. <laughs> um, you are also accepting liability. And again, read your contracts. 
but you're accepting liability for your downline agents. Yep. If you have a downline agent who is a hit and run agent, like we talked about in this episode, and they write 30 grand in business and none of it stays, and then they are out of the business all entirely in the next month, guess who has to pay that 30 grand back? Boom, boom. Mm-hmm. You do as the upline, it's your responsibility, even though that commission got paid to the agent. And even though technically it's the agent that owes the insurance carrier, the insurance carrier will be made whole by you, the upline. And if not, they will do the same thing that they did to the agent to you, potentially terminate your contract, send that money to collections, debit your future commissions etc so yeah that's my final thoughts on today's chargeback episode good deal um good stuff love it uh guys if you if you like this episode and you want to see more like it do us a favor and smash the like button for the youtube algorithm just smash it abuse um smash it and make sure to comment your thoughts down below. We'd love to have a dialogue with you guys. Um, subscribe on YouTube. Give us a five-star rating on podcast platforms. And we'll see you next time. Later, guys.